Welcome back to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and we are here in Williamsburg, Virginia. And we at Panglossian Productions have a love, you know it, for the weird. We love unproduced and underproduced work. And we also love 10-minute plays. And over the years, we've had a number of people submit 10-minute plays to us for production, so many that we absolutely cannot produce them all. But some of these deserve at least a cold read, and that's what we do here on this podcast. Today, I'd like to introduce to you our special guest, Mr. Kemper McDowell. Welcome, Kemper. Hi, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here. I, well, we're glad to have you. So, uh, Kemper, at this point of the show, I ask the special guest, who is you, because you're sitting on the right. That's how you know. I have a question that's tangentially... Uh, Affiliated, I don't know, I've got the wrong word, for okay, to sir. the play. But uh, here we go. So, Kemper, you're a sports fan. I know that. Yes, I am. If you had to choose only one sport that you could watch forever, but none others, what would it be? Basketball. Basketball. Why is that? Uh, I always connect it with basketball because I could go out and do it by myself. All other sports. <laughs> 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 one other person. So uh, basketball, I could go and shoot baskets all by myself. So and I was always kind of a loner kid. So it, I just uh, connected with that. So you were a theater kid from the start. Uh, is what we're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's also a purity to the uh, the uh, the five and the five versus five and uh, the way the court is uh, designed. And, uh, a purity. What do you mean by that? Um, I have no idea. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, welcome, Kemper. We're glad to have you here. Today. It sure did. The mouth, though, didn't it? It, it? it really did. And that's you know that's a good thing to that's a good thing to have because the play that we're reading today is a play called Satan the Man, and it was written by none other than Kemper McDowell. <laughs> Kemper, you are our first playwright to be on the show reading their own play to find myself in this position. It sounds like it. <laughs> well, this play has six characters in it, and so we have a few other readers that are here with us today. All of them are returners except for Sharon Hollins. Welcome, Sharon. So, Sharon, you're not a sports fan, but I really want to ask you the same question I asked Kemper. If you had to watch one sport, and you can only watch one sport forever, which one would you choose? Uh, <laughs> forever? Like, this is all I can watch? It's ever? the only sport you can watch. So you can choose to watch it or not. Oh, well then, go sports win points. Uh, curling. That's what I'd go with, okay, too. Curling. Yeah, sure. that's good. Curling. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Sharon, we're glad to have you here on the show. Uh, we know we're going to have a lot of fun today. Also joining us, or rejoining us, I should say, to Sharon's left is Joe Ziarko. Welcome, yeah. Joe. <laughs> to my left, we have Abigail Schumann. Hi, Abby. Hi. And Jason Ballou. Welcome back, Jason. Why don't you ask the rest of us of our... Our, our favorite sport. I actually am interested. What would curling. you pick, Joe? Is it really curling? <laughs> it would. Curling was my, my smart-ass answer. Uh, no, I, I, football, I guess. So would you pick, was this pro or college? 
Or local football? <laughs> um, they have that in Ohio, where you're from, right? <laughs> actually, the high school teams are on average better than the Browns, so... <laughs> Touche, sir. Let's, let's uh, go halfway in between and go with uh, college ball. Abby, I don't, I don't know. Are you a sports person? Not particularly, no. But if I had to watch some sort of sporting endeavor, it would be um, a single competition Olympic sports. I oh, I see. really like to watch people push themselves to the mm -hmm. limit at whatever it is they're doing. Although I wouldn't dare do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Vicariously, though, we can live, we can live their dream. What about you, Jason? Men's uh, gymnastics. No, yes. Uh, actually, no. I'm, I'm similar to Joe in that I have this weird love of curling, but I, I think because I only see it four times, or every, once every four years. Yeah. So it's more just the novelty of it. So I think if I had to watch it all the time, it, it would lose its you know, appeal very quickly. If you go far enough down in the channel selection, there is a, um, an Olympic channel, and you can fight curling right now. Wow. You absolutely can. And I've watched that, and I watched bobsledding on the, in the trials the other day. And let me tell you, it's totally different when you're watching the people who don't make it to the Olympics. <laughs> bobsledding especially, it's very stressful. Because they, they crash. <laughs> You never see it in the Olympics, so you know, or very rarely, but they actually do crash. And there's a Nigerian women's bobsled team this year. <laughs> Best of all possible bobsledding. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> so, uh, Satan the Man, written by our friend Kemper right here with us, uh, has six characters. So, uh, Jason, if you would be so kind as to read St. Marcus. Okay. Uh, Kemper, if you would be so kind as to read Boney H. Yes. I'm going to do something a little bit different this podcast. I'm going to read for somebody. I'm going to read for Beta. Abby, if you'd be so kind as to read Connie. Okay. Uh, Joe, if you'd be so kind to read Jim. Sure thing. And Sharon, if you would please read Rose. I will still read the stage directions. I'll make sure to be, make a difference between the two uh, with my wonderful character acting. Ladies and gentlemen, Satan the Man by Kemper McDowell. The scene is a St. Louis apartment, evening. St. Marcus, Beta, Connie, and Boney H. kneel around a makeshift altar made from a large footstool. They are chanting, St. Marcus is wearing a cape. Amen. Shall we pay our respects to the dark underlord? You know, just once, uh, sorry to disrupt the proceedings here, but just once, I'd like to have a real black mass. The real deal. You say that every time. That's well, true. Until we have the naked, green-eyed, redhead laid out on this altar. I... It's all sacrament, Beta. Well, we keep paying our respects to the D-U-L, and where does it get us? Just once, I'd like to see a green-eyed redhead walk through that door. There are six knocks on the door. Beta crosses and opens it. Hi, uh, is this the party? Uh, yeah. Come on in. Jim enters. He's wearing a St. Louis Cardinals shirt and carrying a baseball bat. Hey, I I'm Jim. I, I live two floors up. I, I saw your flyer. Come in, Jim. Hello. You may call me St. Marcus. That's Beta. This is Connie and Boney H. <laughs> Hi. Uh, nice to meet you. You sure I have the right place? Of course. You're Jim from upstairs. 
You saw our flyer. We were expecting you. You were? Of course. What's wrong? Well, where's your TV? I do not own a television. I, I, I thought there, I was here to watch the game. Game? Yeah, the game. What game? <laughs> what game? Yes. What game? You're saying, what game? Clearly. <laughs> Cardinals and the Devil Race. I'm confused. Your flyer said, come celebrate Stan the Man. I'm sorry. That should have been Satan. What? <laughs> Satan? Yes. Satan the Man. Satan the Man. The new book by Morris Reisner? I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, no, I... Well, Bonnie H. did the flyer. <laughs> A pretty significant typo. Whoops! I thought we misspelled it on purpose so people wouldn't think we're charlatans. <laughs> I, I am sorry. Wow. Um, I thought you were watching the Cardinals game. There's a ceremony. They're honoring Stan Musial. Oh, who's he? Who's he? Am I still in St. Louis, one of the greatest baseball players that ever lived, certainly the greatest St. Louis Cardinal? What about Bob Gibson? Get real. He wasn't an everyday player. Stan the man had seven batting titles, dude. Seven. I deplore sports. Can I see your bat? Yeah, sure. That, that's why I brought it. Nice. This really his signature? Yeah. Hmm. Beta passes the bat on to Connie, who passes it to Boney H, who keeps it. So, what you're saying is, you don't worship Stan, you worship Satan. Indeed. Satan the man? Yes. What is that? It's based on Reiner's theory of the evolution of Pan. You must read the book. And you live in St. Louis, and you really don't know who Stan Musil is? Sorry. 475 home runs, man. 331 lifetime batting average. I just want to say for the record that I know who Stan Musil is. Thank you, Connie. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? 24 all-star games. The, what does the number 666 mean to you? Not much. It, it's bad, right? Is it? What does it signify? Satan. Not so fast. That is the number of the beast. 666 symbolize, symbolizes the basic survival urges of an animal, such as the need to eat, and none more than so our need to reproduce. What happens when we do? Uh, when we do is what two people become three people. And what is two divided by three? Point six six six. What about twins and triplets? Thank you, Connie. <laughs> yeah, but it isn't really, isn't it really point six 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 to infinity? Exactly. Which is implied by the third six. Three-valued logic implies multi-valued logic. Two-valued is either or, black or white. But when you add the third possibility, gray must include all the different shades of gray. 
So, who's the beast? Satan. You are my friend. I am. Yes. I'm the beast. <laughs> That's right. Even though you were a child of heaven, you are stuck here for the moment in a body with biological needs and urges. You must feed the beast by killing other beasts. If you get hungry enough, you become a ruthless killer. Yet within you is all the light of heaven. You are indeed an angel that has fallen. You see, the beast is simply a symbol of all that we are. Animals. How that relates to the Dark Underlord Lucifer is the thesis of Reisner's book. What were you doing before you were born? Do you remember? Presumably you were being God, were you not? Jim notices that Beta has locked the, er, blocked the door. Well, I... Shall we say you were with God? Does that back away from your taboo of a safe distance? Well, did you lose that God presence when you were born? Absolutely not. What would, of course, violate the known laws of physics? God, you still have. So if you don't lose anything, perhaps you gain something. Perhaps, when you entered a biological body, you began another relationship. Maybe the fact that you have to piss and shit and suck and fuck and eat the flesh of other beings. Did you know that the sporting news named Stan Musial the sportsman of the decade for the ten years following World War II? They, they, they did. Where was I? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, and I... <laughs> Have you thought much about that death, Jim? When he retired, he held 17 Major League, 29 National League, and 9 All-Star Game records. And he has to kill to eat just like the rest of us. Cows and piggies and chickens and fish. Can I have my bat, bat, bat back, please? Is your blessed stand the man of vegetarian? I'd like my bat, please. What sort of urges have you, uh, uh, are you having right now? 3,630 hits. 1951 runs batted in. 1949 runs scored. Total bases 6,134. Have you noticed that your breathing has accelerated? Six times. I'll tell you a little secret, Jimmy. He led the league in... That was no time. In total bases. You see, he's coming, Jimmy. And slugging percentage. Uh -huh, just as the Heavenly Father came to the body of Jesus, the Dark Underlord is coming. 3,026 games played. In the form played. of a man. The bat of oh, 10,972. Most valuable player. 1946, 1948. So Stan, the man is Stan. Hail Stan! Hooray, Jim! Jim lunges for the bat, wrestles it from Boney H. Back, back off! I, I have to go. Understand I'm leaving. Get out of the way of the door. It's okay, Beta. Let him pass. Go in peace, my friend. I understand your dilemma. You cannot disassociate Satan from evil due to the ideological tyranny under which you live. Have you ever heard that the devil hath the power to assume a pleasing shape? Then why should you ever assume another? Evil seeks the ex extra extermination of life. But Satan thrives on life. Only in life can we juggle gluttony, lust, and sloth to this delight. Pride. 
Yes. He's especially fond of pride. You see, Jim. Like candy. The Dark Lord does not associate himself with the crudities of a violence and death. He thrives on the living. Remember this. That which you look, that which you think is the work of the devil most assuredly isn't. He must be much more clever and deceptive than that. Okay. That's got nothing to do with baseball, though. <laughs> I, I really have to see this game, so I'm gonna... Farewell, Jim. Sorry about freaking out like that. Nice to meet you, uh, Connie. Uh, Bony H. <laughs> <laughs> Jim exits. Oh, God, I thought we'd never be rid of him. This thing's got nothing to do with baseball. What a moron! I guess you never heard of Pete Rose. Or the Chicago Black Sox. Or the designated oh, fucking hitter. Oh, yes. I'd like to have that bat. It's gotta be worth a bundle. <laughs> hey, old Jim knows his stand stats. I'll give him credit for that. Hey, you guys got the TV. It's time for the game. Beta and Boney H exit to the bedroom. Connie strips the altar to just a footstool. I liked your uh, Charlton line. That was funny. Yes, it was. What was that about ideological tyranny? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Six knocks on the door. Oh, no. I think you might have converted him. St. Marcus crosses and opens the door. Hi, I saw your flyer. Come in. <laughs> Rose enters. She has green eyes and long red hair. She's wearing a St. Louis Cardinals baseball cap. My name's Mark. Rose. Thanks for coming. Nice cape. Oh, yeah. We were goofing around, having a little stand-the-man ceremony, sort of summoning his spirit. Okay. He's not dead, you know. What? Stan Musial. He's still alive. Well, I, I, I know that. So, how are you going to channel the spirit of someone who's alive? Is that a problem? I don't think it's generally done with the living, is it? Aren't they using their spirit at the moment? I uh, see your point. What if he's asleep? Asleep! Well, some tribes believe that while you're asleep, your soul goes wandering. Maybe his soul could just wander on over here. Ever have to get up early in the morning before your soul gets back and you feel like it's trying to catch up with you all day? Oh, all the time. This is Connie. Hi, I'm Rose. Yes, you are. So, you guys are the Stan the Man worshippers, huh? Hey, 0.331 lifetime batting average. What's that not to worship? Maybe we can have a little seance later and summon his spirit while he's asleep. <laughs> okay, I'm game. Beta and Boney H re-enter with the television. Hey, guys, this is Rose. Hi, Rose. Very nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. Uh, you can sit right here. Thank you. Rose sits on the footstool, the others surrounding her, kneeling. Turn on the game. We're going to miss the ceremony. Boney H turns the television on. Lights fade to the sound of baseball broadcasts as legendary Stan Musel is introduced to thunderous applause. 24 All-Star Games. Damn. Curtain. Wow, Kemper, thank you for sharing this with us. <laughs> I think I'm uh, a little bit afraid now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in there, but I like it. <laughs> So now we're going to move on to the part of the show where we have a brief discussion about the play that we just read. And I'm going to start it off by asking everybody, what is your character 
wearing? What do you picture your character wearing? And Sharon, since you're uh, since you're new to the program, I'm gonna ask you first. Um, probably jeans and some sort of like sporty t-shirt type thing. So like a jer like a jersey, like a Cardinals jersey. Well, or? not like a jersey, because those tend to be longer sleeves, don't they? I don't know. But something you'd buy at a game, maybe not. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you show up as you show up as a fan. You're not yeah. doing the weird stuff that everybody else over here is is doing. What, what, uh, Joe, Jim, other normal person. Uh, what, what are you wearing? Uh, as it uh, says in the stage directions, not only is it Cardinals gear, I think it is like official Cardinals gear, the most expensive you can buy. Um, you're you're not going to the local Target or Old Navy and kind of just eking by with this guy. Jim is wearing real deal stuff. I, I sort of get the, get the image uh, from Jim, too, that maybe he shows up in one of the, the old baseball caps that are that sit taller and flat on top. I don't know what those are called. Anybody, anybody with me on that? You're on the own there, buddy. Oh, oh, great. That's great. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, Boney H., what are you doing? <laughs> Kipper, Boney oh, H., what are you Boney wearing? Boney H., he's all about a lot of uh, black leather and silver piercings. Hell yeah. <laughs> Standard punk rock gear. It's just you, right? <laughs> like, I'm just... <laughs> Lauren, our sound tech, has just gave, gave us the uh, gave us the hard rock punk rock devil horns. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I, well, I'm I'm involved in this. I'll I'll answer and too. Of course, black fingernails. Obviously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I think I think that uh, Beta too is dressed out in goth, but I think that I think that Beta is a lot like me. I think he's fat and not a very intimidating goth person. Uh, and is he kind of phoning it in on his goth? Yeah, I think so. Like he's got spikes, but they droop. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Evan? What's Connie doing? I think uh, I kind of picture her as a, a dark and edgy Stevie Nicks. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Enough said. Yeah, what, you, what, you, what you doing over there, uh, well, St. Marcus? Uh, like Joe, I read the script, and uh, there's clearly a cape. But no, I think he's, he's, you know, he's clearly the leader, so he's, he's full on. I mean, he, but not mm -hmm. overdone in a sense. It's just he is respected by his position and therefore doesn't have to wear all this gaudy stuff. So he's so he's sort of this uh, Anton LaVey, like deep-seated eyes. And, uh, uh, yeah. Is that he what wearing an amulet? I would hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah there's got to be one. Classic <laughs> Alice Cooper look. <laughs> <laughs> but underneath all of that, there's like this exclusive jersey that you can't buy anywhere else. <laughs> Which you don't get, you don't see until the end as he unveils it, and, you know, and has to put it back on. Me meanwhile, Beta's wearing the same, like, Blacks that he wore in in college theater. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, faded three different colors. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Got the pocket. <laughs> um, so here here's a question that I, I read through this, and Kimber, you can uh, certainly chime in, chime in on this as well. But this is for the this is for the evil crew mostly. Evil crew, why are we so why are we so intimidating towards Jim when he shows up? What is it about him? that turns the button on for us. It, it's, it's not the same when Rose uh, comes in, and she sort of deflects it a little bit. She doesn't seem to notice it or care, you know, the same way that Jim does. What, what do you think, Kimber? Well, I, you, I mean, you're the author. Well, yeah, you tell it's us. in the script. It's in the script. Uh -huh. uh, Rose is a green-eyed redhead, which is what Beta's been well, wanting been to show Oh, all this time. man. Which is in the beginning. I would like to see a green-eyed redhead walk through that door. And Rose finally does. Anybody else, they're going to run off, whether it's Jim or somebody else. As, as long as it's not a green-eyed redhead, uh, they're probably going to get the scare, scare them away treatment. It, and maybe, maybe because I was doing the cold read, I missed this. Is the 
red, green-eyed redhead to be sacrificed or to be included with? Uh, is, this a, is this an R-rated podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, there's, there's, there's an E next to all of our titles, which means explicit. So, you know... Let yeah. us earn Make that worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've picked up a book or two in my life, and one of the things I discovered along the way is that uh, a black mass is supposedly uh, when you uh, have a green-eyed redhead laid out on an altar, and everyone there comes and performs cunnilingus on the redhead on the altar. That was very wow. classy. Yes, here, here. that was. Yeah. Yeah. Here it was. Here, here. Although, Kevin, we've all read Fifty Shades of Grey, so it's fine. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Have you all, really? No, no, no I think it's Robert. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to move on to the next question. So, we, we, we have a combination uh, here of sports fans and, and cult followers here. So, there are things that people do at sports games, like the wave... Or singing certain songs, you know, if you ever go to a hockey game and they score a goal, sometimes they sing the Hey You Suck song. Hey, you suck! Uh, that sort of thing. It's, it's ritualized. Um, it, there's really no other word for it. It is, it is ritualized, you know. There's the Star Spangled Banner before the sports games. It always happens. So I wonder, how do you think, and Abby, I want to send this your, your way. Abby, you're, you are a director extraordinaire. What, what would you do as a director to institute that into the sports, uh, the sports cult nature into these actual cultists that are that we see in this show? Well, as far as staging, sure. How sure. would you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, like at the beginning when they're when they're chanting, and 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 I want to I want to say this with all respect to any alternate communities that actually practice things that we may be somehow speaking about. Um, but I would say that um, you know you you have you 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 show that community in the beginning with the chanting, and it's all being led um, by the fearless leader, and everyone's you mm -hmm. know following that, and so it's 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 almost like a being led in a cheer, but being led in a chant, and yeah. and, there, and I think that eyes are cast towards him for the next, you know, the cue to what what happens next. Mm -hmm. If there's a moment of ah, what happens? Well, here? I think something else would be fun to play with. Not only the um, the the different cheers and the, and the different things, but um, superstitions that sports members have. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot mm -hmm. of things that are not allowed to happen because if that happens. Um, well, because broke their curse, but still. And you're uh, explaining those a lot in the show. Yeah, your yeah. Character is so saying. that that would be a lot of fun stuff to play with, mm -hmm. seeing how people react to the curse and how it's brought up, and different ideas on that. I, I I think it would also be a lot of fun if somehow maybe if the chant started again after Jim left. I don't know if it was in the stage direction, but basically you learn that what sounded like a satanic chant at the beginning was mm -hmm. actually just the conclusion of the. That's actually what you were just catching the tail end of. Right. That would be a, a, a fun way to kind of turn that on, on its ear. I will say that I have seen, it, it, I think it was The Simpsons at one point, where uh, it was uh, some monks who were singing the Hey song. And then when you <laughs> slow it down, it, it's a chant. It goes, bum, da, na, na, hey, <laughs> da, da, na, na. <laughs> Uh, anything to add to that, Sharon, sports fan? 
There's definitely a cult of the sports fan. <laughs> Some of the things that some sports fans do is pretty out there. So. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, so I want to make sure we thank everybody for coming and reading uh, today. But I want to give special thanks to Kemper for sharing his yeah, work with us. Yeah. Yeah. Also make sure to thank Lauren Watkins and Zodiac Productions. <laughs> So go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you'll get a brand new play every week from us here at the Best of All Possible Podcast. If you do us a favor, rate us or review us on iTunes and also share this through your social media. That really helps us get the word out about what we're doing here. If you have a play that you'd like to submit to us like Kemper did, then please feel free to do so uh, in a PDF file at literary at panglossian.org. Thank you very much. Again, make sure you hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.